Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. I'm going to start us off today with an unrelated kind of tangent. I was on a plane last Can I just interrupt you for a second? Sure. So you're wanting to say that you're going to talk about something right now that's not really what the main subject is. Is that what I'm tracking? Yes. Okay. Just want to be clear on that. Thank you. So I was on a plane last week and there were two people behind me. One person was like, oh, I'm going to this place and I can't wait to see what it's like. And the other person was like, oh, I'm going here and I'm going to do this. And the other person was like, well, I'm from this place. And there was just no listening whatsoever. It was just like, don't even talk. There's no point because no one's listening. I forgot to preface this whole thing with this is just a slew of judgments. This is just you getting this off of your chest because it was, I think, a painful experience for you to be listening and to be so conscious of what you were hearing. Is that it? Yeah, exactly. It was just like back and forth, no acknowledgement of what the other person said. I was just like, truly, just don't speak. Anything you want to say, don't. Keep it inside of you and let it all build up until you just have a breakdown. I don't know what, and maybe someone will listen to you then, but there was just nothing. I think this is just how most of the world operates. That's my thought. Yeah. So you're thinking that most of the people, when you talk, there's no message sent, message received experience at all. It's just sending a message, sending a message, sending a message, sending a message, not really sure if the other person's listening, but we're so used to having that kind of a conversation that nobody's even catching the fact that the other person is maybe not actually taking in what they have to say. Yeah, pretty much. It's like you could put a brick wall as a stand-in for that person. <laughs> it, it doesn't even matter. They don't even need to be there for that because you're just talking <laughs> at them. Ay, ay, ay. I'm sorry, yes. That's one of those experiences of man, NBC can be a curse when you're hearing this because it can be painful to know how could it be more connecting, your morning connection and people being heard. Yeah. And maybe something about curiosity and mm -hmm. you just reiterated it, but I think a lot of people don't have the experience of being heard, so they don't know what it's like. Yeah. So we were going to talk about interrupting, but I think this leads us into another conversation because what you just said is true. And I think it's also quite true now when you're in an argument with someone. Same thing holds true there where two people are talking, but nobody's really hearing. And then the, the conflict escalates. Yeah. Do you have an example? Also, was our interruption bit for nothing now? <laughs> well, maybe our next one that we record, we could use the interrupting bit. And maybe some people that are our regulars and are tracking They'll know that we did the interrupting thing at the beginning of this one. We gave them a teaser for the next a little one. teaser why you would want to interrupt, but more about that in the next episode. For now, yes, an example. I was just thinking about there's a couple that I know that just recently broke up and just hearing bits and pieces of how the breakup came to be. It was one person who wants to talk about stuff and the other person I think was more like, I don't really want to talk about anything. There's nothing going on here. And then the other person tries to go back with, yeah, but, and then explaining or trying to correct, like there are some things actually going on here and we need to talk about it. So where I think things go quite south in conversations where there's a conflict 
happening is that we definitely don't do the listening thing in those circumstances. And in fact, I think a lot of what people do is they correct. No, it's not that. It's this or no, you're wrong. It wasn't that way. It was this way. That's one big thing that people do in a conflict moment. Or they explain. Someone's upset and so then, no, it happened this way because and then they launch into explaining what happened, thinking that that's going to make the whole thing better. And the other person will understand and they won't be so upset. So we use the explain thing, I think, quite a bit in conflict situations. Explaining instead of reflecting. But yeah, no, reflecting, nobody does that. Truly, nobody just reflects and makes sure that they're hearing the person. That is a foreign concept. And even just the idea of like reflecting, and again, we've gone over this, reflecting is not agreeing. So when you want to explain and you frame it as, so you think that, mm-hmm. and then later you can express Totally. You get a a chance to express or explain. It's not as if explaining goes out the window, but it's a timing thing. If the person across from you does not have a sense of being heard, they're just going to keep talking. That's it. They're just going to keep talking. And as you, in your funny way, presented when we first came into this episode, we're habituated to do that even in non-conflict dialogue. We just talk at each other rather than truly listening. And there's so much out there about listening and being a good listener. And I think people want to be good listeners and sometimes think that they're good listeners or strive to be good listeners. But again, like you point out, if you start listening to the way people are talking with one another, there's very little there that's really an example of listening. There's very little process that gives anybody an indication that listening is actually happening. It's the illusion of listening, like, oh, I hear your words, and that's good enough. Or we say, oh, yeah, I understand, and blah, 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 blah. I hear you. I hear you. Or I understand, and then the next thing that comes out of the person's mouth you're wondering, do they really even hear me? (laughs) Actually, I was at a wedding this past weekend. What I also noticed is what happens often in party situation, crowd situation, is you're talking. And then there's not even an attempt to let you know that they're in the conversation with you. Like they talk about something completely different, or I have a sense of truly like turn away and not acknowledge that you just said something. There are so many forms of not being heard. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Anyways, back to the whole in conflict, I see a lot of correcting and explaining. All those are in service to like trying to come back together with this person, trying to get us on the same page here. We correct and we explain. And neither of those things really, I think, help in a circumstance if hearing hasn't happened first. If hearing has happened first and the person gets that they were heard first, then you can shift into, hey, are you open to an explanation? Hey, can I make a correction or let you you know the way I remember it? Then you can move into that part of the conversation. But without first hearing, like you said, why bother even? And then the other thing that I see many people do in conflict is the whole blame game. You know what I mean by that? You did this. Yeah, you did this or no, you're the one that always does blah, blah, blah. Which by the way, I still do that with my poor husband. Occasionally, I still fall into that. You know, I've heard it. For Mm -hmm. minor things, I'll catch myself being like, well, no, but you do blah, blah, blah. I still do that. I want to be transparent about it. We're habituated to defend ourselves. Defend ourselves. Yes. 
very much defend. That goes right hand in hand with the fight, flight, freeze. In fact, many of these things, if we are not having a sense of being safe, we resort to fight, flight, freeze. So defense is fighting back. Same thing with correcting is a sense of fighting back or explaining. I mean, I think all of those in some ways are like trying to make sure you're okay, defend yourself so that you're safe in this circumstance. So we've learned that, and yet it doesn't help us get to connection. And unfortunately, it's very painful to see all the split ups that happen, divorces, disconnection in relationships, because people don't have an anchor on how do I get back to connection. And it, I think really does come just down to that basic, simple first process of listening, reflecting, taking needs guesses. So yeah, I don't know if there's anything more to say. I mean, we started out with your hard journey on the airplane, noticing how people just talk in everyday conversation with one another, really to one another. And then how that plays out the same sort of thing when you're in a conflict and why NBC can be a whole different way of doing it that I think is very helpful. Pay attention. If you're in a conversation and you're noticing you're not feeling comfortable, you don't like it, see if you can notice what is happening, which response is being given in this moment. Is it correcting? Are they explaining? Are they one-upping? Are they relating? Start to notice what you do and you don't like, because then you can start making requests when you're in dialogues. Like, no, right now I would really like for you just to reflect what you're hearing me say or take some needs guesses or, no, I could really use some advice. There might be times when you want some of those other conversational responses, but start to hone some awareness for yourself about what works for you and what doesn't. And maybe to where you feel it in your body. Because just very briefly, I think when we go into correcting, it can be scary for the other person. Or if you're the one being, quote unquote, corrected, it can be like you're a little kid again mm-hmm. and you can go into fight, flight or freeze. I did something wrong. Oh, my God, they're correcting me. I did something wrong. Oh, yeah, that can be very scary for people with trauma, which, again, is two thirds of us. There's no good line back into communication at that point because people get scared and then they go into their defense mode and then they pull out all those other conversation responses. All right. So to learn to do it differently, if you want to, you can come to learn.thebigbmethod.com and that's where you can sign up to come into the empathy gym, get our intro training curriculum and learn how to create more connection in your life as opposed to the disconnection. Online, which if it's not clear what that is, it's just a place for people to call, to ask questions, to leave comments. We love hearing from you. What's that number, Heather? I haven't said this number in a long time now, but I think it's 850-706-0488. You nailed it. Good job. Wow. Thanks. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NBC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first.